Peace to you, beloved. I am Amy Wilson Phelps. I'm the pastor here at Morningstar. If you haven't had a chance to meet me yet, I'm so glad to be with you on this beautiful Sunday morning. As we begin the message portion of our worship service today, just a reminder that the word of the day is friend. We're also testing out our technology here today. Yeah. Singular or plural. Either one will count. So if you're listening along to how many times I say the word friend, friends also counts. After the prayer. After the prayer. Let's take a deep breath. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It's not fair. I've lost track of how many times I have heard these three words from the mouth of one of my three children. It's not fair. In our house, this has become a catch-all phrase to describe any situation where someone feels misunderstood, slighted, wronged in some way. We could be talking about anything from a preferred flavor of a popsicle to negotiation at bedtime to, and I'm not joking, who gets to wash their hands first before dinner? Most often this protest about how unfair life is in the Feltz Five household centers on the way that the children treat each other, especially the older two, who are six and seven. And yes, they do know that we're talking about them this morning. They don't realize it yet, but in their sibling dynamic, they strongly desire fair treatment, not just from their parents, but from each other as well. And that's a good thing for Jason and for me to witness, to try to help them understand, because it means that they want to be good friends. They want to be, they want to be good to each other. And we thank God for that. They just get stuck on one side of the relationship. And this happens to all of us. We want people to be good friends to us. But we don't always think about the time and the effort that it takes to be a good friend others. And that's not because we don't care. It's because we assume that we already know what it means to be a good friend in every situation, that one size fits all in friendship. This concept is worth examining because the way we treat others ties directly to how we practice our faith. Today marks the seventh week, as Guillermo said, the seventh week of our interactive summer worship series, which we are calling 10 Keys Unlocking Faith. And during our time together on Sunday morning or whenever you worship on our online campus, we are taking a look at the words of Jesus as they relate to the 10 commandments that God gave to Moses. Now, the seventh commandment is not really anybody's favorite because it can be awkward to talk about, especially with kids in the room. Do not commit adultery. Now, while this commandment speaks specifically about the commitment of one spouse to another, the premise behind the rule really can't apply to any relationship because what we are talking about here is faithfulness. That's another way to describe the seventh commandment. Be 
faithful. Faithfulness in relationships is about more than not violating someone's trust, although that is a huge part of it. It's also about more than keeping our promises, though that's important as well. Faithfulness, at its core, is about being a good friend. It's also the seventh key to unlocking our faith. And remember, we are collecting keys. The kiddos are collecting keys for each week. We're up to seven. I cannot describe to you how much the kids love these keys. (laughs) So we are up to seven now. And we are collecting not just these, these toy keys, but we're collecting in our minds helpful ways of living out our faith. So far, we've unlocked key number one, which is to know what's important. And then number two, to offer praise, to be honest, to rest, to show respect, and to forgive. And that brings us to the seventh key, which is to be a good friend. Jesus talks about what it means to be a good friend in just about every message that he shares in the New Testament. Certainly the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, includes a variety of statements from Jesus about how to treat other people. He talks about what it means to remain committed. He talks about how to deal with conflict, how to love, how to give, how to pray, how to refrain from judging others. All of these teachings and more can be summed up in our verse for today. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You may have learned this as the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Now, just this statement alone, right here, as it is written, if it were actually practiced, could make a big difference in every relationship that we have. But Jesus isn't sharing it only for the sake of saving our friendships or our professional partnerships or our marriages. He's presenting this golden rule as the core of our entire holy text. At least, at the very least, using this statement to bookend the majority of his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. This is a really powerful literary move that we easily miss because we don't often read the entire sentence. So let's back up. Kathy, last week, in her beautiful message, shared with us that Jesus came not to dismiss the law but to complete it. She is referring to a statement that Jesus makes in Matthew chapter 5, toward the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. He said, Do not think that I come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Two chapters later, Jesus revisits this concept with the verse that Steve read this morning. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you, For that is the law and the prophets. That is the law and the prophets. And this is very good news. It means that being a good friend is one of the best ways that we can observe all of God's commands to truly follow Jesus in our daily lives. It's simple, Jesus says. Be a good friend. Be a good friend. This is not as easy to do as it is to say, but it's not complicated either. And so Jesus says, treat others the way you want to be treated. It's a great rule. It's a rule to live by. It's golden, after all. 
And if we follow it, we will come to know what it means to be a good friend. And we have so many opportunities to practice, even with people we don't meet. Even people we'll never meet. That's the best thing about this rule. It's about the treatment of everyone. Did you catch that? Jesus didn't say, treat your friends the way you want to be treated. Jesus said, treat others the way you want to be treated. Others, period. No qualifiers, no exceptions. Others means all. It means that every person we encounter presents an opportunity to practice the golden rule. And again, that rule applies to people we don't know, including the children at Monte Vista Elementary School. We've been collecting these school supplies for weeks in preparation to take them to Monte Vista tomorrow so that they can be given to the children and the families that really need them. Thank you. Thank you for the hands-on way that you are practicing generosity and alleviating suffering in our city. This morning, we're going to take this one step further and put the, the golden rule into practice. That's why you've been given these note cards. And if you don't have them, you'll find them on the table in the back. And kids, you can do this too, because you don't have to have words. You can also draw a picture. So who needs a note card and a marker? Okay. Okay, let's see here. Justy, would you help? Do you mind helping? Justy's going to help us gather note cards and markers. And as she does that, feel free to raise your hand and keep them raised so that she knows where to bring them. So how does the golden rule apply here? I have a question for you. Who does not like to receive notes of encouragement, handwritten notes of encouragement? That means everybody likes to receive handwritten notes of encouragement, right? And these children will appreciate that as well. And so we are going to write notes of encouragement. And if you need an idea, you can simply say, you are a star, shine bright. You can even put one of the references from the Sermon of the Mount on there. But you can share any message, any encouraging message that you would like with words or with pictures. And we are going to, in doing so, treat the children of Monte Vista the way we want to be treated. Diane's going to provide some music for us as we write these notes now. Oh, online. I didn't forget about you on our online campus. Put your messages in the comments and we can put them on note cards very easily. So share your encouraging messages with Kathy in the comment section and we will make sure that they are shared with the children.
If you are still working, keep working. No problem. You can continue to work throughout the end of the worship service. If you have completed your notes and you would like to share them with Kathy and Anselmo, they are coming down the aisle there to pick them up. Please continue to share your notes as well online as we will make sure that they are included in our backpacks as we share the supplies with the students. And I want to thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for being a good friend. Wait a minute. We have talked exclusively about what it means to be a good friend this morning, but I'm curious. Does anyone have a great friend? Like not just a good friend, but a great one. Anybody? Anybody have a great friend? What's the difference? What takes someone from being good to great in the friendship department? Yeah, Debbie. Reliability takes someone from good to great for Debbie. Yes, Tyrone. Being there, being present. Summer? Above and beyond. Having fun and laughing together. Growing together. And as varied as these answers are, they mean different things to different people. Um, going above and beyond for Summer may mean something different than, that, than it does to me, right? And so my point here is that the specifics may vary, but I can tell you right now that anyone that you consider to be a great friend practices not only the golden rule, but the platinum one. We've talked about this before. The platinum rule extends the teachings of Jesus. It emerged in the American consciousness around 1979, which is a really great year, by the way. And what it says is not only do we treat people the way we want to be treated, we treat people the way they want to be treated. Treat others the way they want to be treated. And this is what Jason and I are doing our best to teach our children, even in the midst of their sibling squabbles. We long for them to be thoughtful, compassionate people who put the needs of others before their own, even their siblings' needs before their own. We long for them to know how to be not just good friends, but great ones. And we're trying to teach them using this question. How do you know how others want to be treated? How do you know how others want to be treated? I'm asking you now. How do you know? You ask. I mean, that is it. That is it. If you want to know how others want to be treated, you have to get to know them. You have to ask. But you already knew this because this is what you were doing with these school supplies right here. We at Morningstar have been collecting school supplies at this time of year, every year, not just because we think it could be a good and helpful thing to do, but because we asked. We asked teachers and administrators, what do your families need? What would be the most helpful? And this is what they said. School supplies. The school supplies collection is the platinum rule at work. The UMCOR kit item collection 
is another opportunity for us to practice the platinum rule. As we put those kits together next week, we're not just putting things in there that we think might be helpful. We are putting things in the kits that the leaders at UMCOR, the people who have their, their feet on the ground in disasters at the United Methodist Committee on Relief tell us are needed. So it's true. If we want to know how to treat others the way they want to be treated, all we have to do is ask. It really is as simple as that. But just to be clear, it's not fair. To be a good friend, and certainly to be a great one, is not fair. It's more than fair. And that's the point. Amen? Amen. So before we sing, I'm going to invite you all to participate in blessing these items and any others that may show up today. If you will extend your arm as you are able, this is a sign of blessing. I invite you on our online campus to do the same. Let us pray for these students who will receive these gifts as an expression of our friendship. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the blessing of living in a community that is full of children. We pray for those who will receive these supplies and for all children in our lives, that as they begin a new school year, they would remember who they are. Precious children of God who are loved by you, by adults in their lives, and by people they will never meet. Grant them the courage to be themselves, to show up and be seen for who you created them to be. Grant them curiosity to ask the important questions without being so caught up in having all the right answers. Grant them the creativity to express what they are learning in the ways that only they can. And may they and we put the most energy into getting to know others so that we may discover what it means to be a great friend. In the name of Jesus, we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.